Welcome to another inspirational message from Church on the Rock Pal. Thank you for listening. And if you would like more information, you can visit us at www.therockchurch.co.za. Well, I hope you're ready. We're going to say, we, we, I know Mark does this every meeting, but it's, it's important because what we are doing is we get, when we confess with our mouths, it does something extremely powerful. We don't do it just because it's a fun thing to repeat. We don't do it because it, it's not going to be the, the rock if we don't repeat something. No, we do it because we're going to confess. We're going to confess that our minds are open and our hearts are ready. So say it with me. Come on. Our hearts are open. Our minds are ready. I wouldn't be the same again. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. I do believe that if you apply one thing, even if it's just one thing that you hear today, it will change your life. Even if it was from the offering message, but I love that offering message because it ties in so beautifully with my message today, which is all about choices. And so I want to talk about choices today. And I want you to think for a moment right now is what are we? What are we now? Uh, who are you now? Because essentially we are the sum total of the choices that we have made up to now. So who are we today? Who are you today sitting here? We are the result of the choices that we have made in our past. And who will we be tomorrow? Essentially the decisions that we make today will make, uh, determine who we will be now and what we'll be able to do tomorrow. Come on. So our choices do matter. So today I want, I want you to imagine the world right now that you're in. This is your world where everyone likes you. You can't do anything wrong. Everyone approves of everything that you do. It's like that admiring, some of you are really getting like near the front row. Like, this is a good world to live in. But I've got some news for you. It's not possible. It's like it's never going to happen. It is absolutely impossible to live in a world like that because no matter what you do, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, no matter how you live your life, you cannot please everyone. Jesus himself, he was perfect in every way, he couldn't please everyone. And they said, crucify him. Come on. And now I want you to imagine a world that I, I know can happen and I believe God wants to happen. I want you to imagine a world where you don't care much what others think. Where you're so focused on pleasing God and living for God that people's approvals don't consume you. Imagine walking every day with a passion, with a purpose, knowing that you are doing what you're created to do and it drives you forward. Come on. People's approvals don't distract you. I believe this is possible. I believe this world is possible and I believe God wants it for every single one of us. And one of the biggest choices that you can make as a person and I want to encourage you to make is to choose, is to choose purpose over popularity. To choose purpose over popularity. Say it with me now. I choose purpose over popularity. Now all of those of you that were asleep, let's say it again together. I choose purpose over popularity. Come on. But here's the issue with this. So many of us, by default, we choose the opposite. We're always thinking, what should we do? We're always thinking, do people think about me? Do people like me? Am I doing the right thing? And you see, if you don't know the purpose of something, all you're going to end up doing is misusing that thing. 
If you don't know the purpose of something, all you're going to do is end up misusing it. So if you don't know the purpose of your life, you're going to misuse your life. You're going to experiment. You're going to mess up. You're going to mess up your life because you don't know the purpose of something. You're going to misuse it. Now here's the thing you need to understand. If you don't know the purpose of something, you don't go to the thing to find out what the purpose is. You go to the Creator. And you need to understand that you don't go to the thing if you don't know what the purpose is. You go to the Creator. So if you don't know what your purpose is for your life, you don't go to other people to go, Hey, uh, what do you think of me? What, what should I do? What should I say? What, what kind of friends should I have? What school should I go to? What should I study? What clothes should I wear? What house should I buy? What car? And so many of us do that. We end up living for the approval of people. And do I fit in? Am I good enough? Do I measure up to everyone else? Do you approve of me? And we're trying to find our meaning in what others think, and we forget that God created us for a purpose. God created us on purpose for a purpose. So you might mistake. So if you don't know the purpose of something, don't go to the thing to find out the purpose. Go to the Creator. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Because this is a big problem that we all face. Because if we are living for the approval of people, living for the approval of people keeps you from the purposes of God. And any time that you are consumed with what others are thinking about you, you forget what God is thinking about you. It's the the fastest way uh, to forget how God sees you and what God thinks about you is to be obsessed with what others think. And I want to chat, I want to challenge you. And it's going to be a challenge. And I want you to make the choice to choose purpose over popularity. I'm going to give you an example of a guy in the Bible. He lived in the Old Testament. And the writers in Hebrew, which is the New Testament, they wrote about him. And this guy's name is Moses. And just to give you some context, if you don't know about who Moses is, he was a Hebrew slave. He was in Egypt. And his mother literally put him in a basket, pushed him down the river because they were going to kill all the firstborn babies. Oh, it wasn't firstborn, they were going to kill the babies. And they, the mom wanted to save him. And then Pharaoh's daughter sees him. Then they finds him, raises him. So he essentially gets adopted into Pharaoh's family. He gets raised by Egyptian royalty. Come on, from a slave to royalty, like in a day. Like, that is an incredible favor, blessing, miracles right there. But, you see, he could have chosen a life of comfort, because he had it. But he chose calling over comfort. He could have uh, given into the popularity that was there, because he was raised up as royalty. But he chose purpose over popularity. And if we look at Hebrews 11, 24 to 26, we, we see this. And this is what the writers of Hebrews wrote. It says, by faith, Moses... When he was grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. I'm going to say that again. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value because he was looking ahead to his reward. See, he chose purpose over popularity. He chose calling over comfort. 
But right now, I'm going to just demystify the word purpose for us. Because so many of us have heard people say, you might have said it yourself, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what I was created to do. And you're thinking of that one big thing, that the capital P purpose in your life. And you, you, I want to encourage you to not think about that one big thing. I want you to think about the lowercase p purpose. The inner, in the moment purpose, the moment after moment, the inner now purpose that God wants you to serve Him with the lowercase p purpose. And what do I mean by that? Maybe you're chatting to someone, you're talking to them, and you realize that in that moment, your purpose is to be a voice of hope to them. In that moment, your purpose is to be an encouragement to them. Maybe you, in that moment, you can see a need, and your purpose then is, I can meet that need right now. Maybe you have a boss that is very difficult. But in that moment, your purpose is to pray for your boss, not curse your boss. Come on, tell you the last thing, because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Don't think that capital P purpose, when I'm talking about purpose, like, why am I here? What was I created to do? But think about the lowercase P purpose, the in the moment. And the more you spend time with God, you'll see that God does want you to serve the church. God does want you to get involved in a life group. God does want to use you in situations. God does want to use you to help others in situations and be a help in situations. And one day when you're faithful with the lowercase p purpose moments, you recognize that God is starting to trust you with more and more and more. Why? Because Luke 16.10 says, whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. And then over time, it's no longer a, a lowercase, a small P purpose, it's a medium-sized P purpose. And then as you start being faithful in those moments, you realize what you were created to do, who you were created to be, and you realize your capital P purpose moment. Because there is power in purpose. There is power in purpose because in this moment, I'm called to make a difference. I'm going to give you three thoughts about purpose and the power of purpose. So if you really sound ready, if you aren't, say, hold up. No, it's okay, good. Everyone's ready. If you're awake, sound awake. There we go. So number one, purpose diminishes distraction. Purpose diminishes distractions because there is power in purpose. And one of the biggest distractions for most of us is the curse of comparing. She's already finished school. He's making more money than I am. All my friends are married already. Some of us out there are thinking that one. I don't own my own house. I'm way behind where I'm supposed to be. Purpose diminishes distractions. It diminishes those kind of thoughts. A good example of this in the Old Testament, Nehemiah. He, he sees that the walls of the city are broken and it breaks his heart. Now, if something is breaking your heart, that's probably a good sign that that is a purpose for you to be doing in that moment. But I love his reaction to it. If he doesn't, he sees something, it breaks his heart, and he doesn't wait for somebody else to do it. He doesn't go to the leaders and say, oh, I see there's a problem over there, you need to fix it, and off he goes. No, he sees it, and he goes, man, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to be the difference. I'm called for such a time as this. I can make a difference here. And as he's working up the ladder, He's busy rebuilding a wall. The naysayers come along. And they're like, you can't do this. You can't finish this. 
are you going to get this done? We all have those people in our lives. And he says, and if you read the Bible and I love it, he says, I am doing a great work. I can't come down now. I'm doing a great work. You see, I'm doing what God's called me to do. I can't be distracted by your opinions right now. I'm doing what God's called me to do. And some of us need to say in our situations, I am doing a great work. I can't come down now. You need to say when things come up, because we're going to be distracted from time to time. In those moments, you need to say, I am doing a great work. I can't come down now. You have to be faithful in the moment. And sometimes you don't feel like it. Sometimes it's going to be hard. But you need to say, I'm doing a great work. And as you start to stack up those lowercase p moments, you're going to start to find out everything that God created you to be. And maybe you decided to get out of debt. And people are saying, why are you bringing that brown bag up for lunch to work? Why don't you just come out for lunch and go to the shops with us? No, that's when you say, I'm doing a great work. Come on. When you uh, trying to stay pure, especially in this world today, people are like, man, it's your body, you can do whatever you want with it, go have fun. No, I am doing a great work. When you feel like you've been called to be a stay-at-home parent, and people are like, are you sure you're supposed to be doing that? No, I am doing a great work. In the moment, purpose diminishes distraction. This is what I'm called to do. Because there is power in purpose. There is power not living for the approval of people, but living for the purposes of God. So purpose diminishes distraction. Number two, purpose pushes you through the pain. Purpose pushes you through the pain. See, the pathway to our purpose is paved with pain. And some of you might might think you're the exception, but I promise you, you're not. Just open your Bible. Look at Moses, David, Nehemiah, Esther, Mary, there's like tons, tons more, even Jesus. It was painful for them and it's going to be painful for you. Why? Because when you're doing what God's called you to do, others won't like it, others won't understand it. And sometimes it comes from the people closest to you that you think are going to be like, hey, you understand what I'm doing? But not always. See, purpose pushes you through that pain. You realize there's a greater value in serving the purposes of God. Now, in our family, we just had a little boy at four months old now. And children are not a bad thing. I'm going to tell you that. Children bring so much joy to your life. And, but ask me or ask any mother that has been pregnant, that has gone through the process, you see, you've got expectation, you've got great joy over it, but the process between the two, you can ask me or it was painful. It was painful, but the purpose of being a mother helped push you through that pain. And that's how it is in life. Your purpose gets you through that pain. Think about Jesus. The pain that he went through on the cross. He went through that pain for you, for me. Come on. Because he loves us so much. His purpose pushed him through that pain. And when you can't handle the critics, how do you even handle them? You need to find out what your purpose is. So many of people won't like what you're doing. People will say it's not going to be easy and it's going to be hard. But the purpose pushes you through that. You start, uh, when it starts to get hard, your purpose will get you through it. Critics won't be able to stop you. Obstacles won't be able to deter you. Pain won't slow you down. Come on. When you, you'll get up early. You'll work harder. You'll stay later. 
because purpose drives you. And when people say you can't, you, you can say with, with Christ I can. When people say you won't, you can say with Christ I will. Because purpose pushes you through that pain. So purpose diminishes distraction. Purpose pushes you through the pain. And number three, purpose empowers you to please God. Purpose empowers you to please God. Let's look at Moses again. See, when Pharaoh tried to stop him, Moses wasn't deterred. He wasn't, uh, he didn't go off course. When the people complained, especially when they were in the desert for 40 years, and they complained, they criticized, they rebelled against God, Moses stayed on track. It was his purpose that empowered him to please God. And purpose empowers you to please God. There's another story in the, the New Testament where Peter and the apostles were preaching, preaching Christ in the, in the town, and the religious leaders, they come and they stop and say, you can't do this anymore. You have to stop. You can't, you can't preach about that name. You can't preach about that name. What name? You see, the funny thing is, over 2,000 years ago, you couldn't speak about that name. 2,000 years, 2000 years later, you still can't speak about that name. You can talk about God, you can talk about a higher power, an, an extra entity, but the moment you mention the name of Jesus, watch people freak out. Like seriously, watch any interview with anybody, whether it's a football player, uh, anyone, as soon as they say Jesus, the interview is like, ah, mm, ah, okay, in the, in, the, in the interview now, kind of thing. Why? Because the name of Jesus is above every other name. There is no name that one can be sanctified by the name of Jesus. And it goes on to say that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess at the name of Jesus. So Peter and the apostles, they answer and they say, no, we're going to talk about Jesus. We're going to mention that name. And this is what they say in Acts 5, 29. says, we must obey God rather than human beings. You see, they are essentially saying, if, if you've been so transformed the way we have been, if you've been forgiven the way we have been forgiven, if you've seen what we've seen, we cannot help, but we have to talk about Jesus. They said we must obey God rather than human beings. And I want you to, to write this down. Who do we obey? We obey God. We obey God. So you can't please man, but you can please God. And some of us think that we can please people. And we're going to try so hard to please them. But you're going to get yourself caught in a cycle that never ends. Because what people like today, they don't like tomorrow. People have short memories. And living to please people keeps you from the purposes of God. So how do we please, because we can't please everyone, but we can please God. So how do we please God? When we live by faith, we please God. When we are faithful in the small things, we please God. When we die to ourselves and let Christ live through us, we please God. Because the Word of God says without faith it is impossible to please God. We are called to live according to the purposes of God. And when we live like that. That's when we can say with confidence, I am doing a great work. Yeah. So today I want to encourage you to choose purpose over popularity. 
Let's look at the verse again in Hebrews. Hebrews 11, 26. Moses regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as a greater value because he was looking ahead to his reward. Because he was looking ahead to his reward. That is such a powerful verse right there. Because you need to understand something. There, there is value in being liked by people. But there's greater value in being loved by God. There is value in having fun with friends, but there is greater value in being faithful to God. There is value in starting something important, but there's greater value in finishing what God has started. There is value in comfort, but there is greater value in calling. There is value in being popular, but there is greater value in serving God's purposes. And we need to keep telling ourselves to be faithful in the moment. In the moment. And when you are, are raising kids and you're up to your neck in diapers like we are currently at the moment, you, you keep your eye on the prize. You say, hey, I'm raising up my kids for God. Come on. When you're trying to get out of debt and making sacrifices every single day, look forward to the reward. When you're fostering a kid, maybe, and it's one of the hardest things you've ever done, push your purpose pushes you through that pain. When you're living for Jesus and people are laughing and they don't understand what you're going through, realize you can't please people, but you can please God. And every day you make choices, every single day. You are who you are because of the choices you have made in the past. So the choices that you make today are going to change your tomorrow. And when you are faithful with the little things, the little things, God will trust you with the bigger things. So today I want to encourage you to choose purpose over popularity. Because there is power in purpose. Purpose eliminates distractions. Purpose pushes you through the pain. Purpose empowers us to please God. Because we can't please everyone, but we can please God. I want to pray right now. So Father, give us the wisdom. Just like Jesus chose to serve you no matter what. To commit everything to you. And Father, I pray that by the power of your word, your word would do in us what we don't have the power to do ourselves. So we can serve you and honor you. May the distractions and the, may the decisions, Lord, not the distractions, the decisions that we make be based on truth and the truth of your word. Give us wisdom, God, to commit to you and choose purpose over popularity. To understand that we can't please people, but we can please you with our faith. I want us to all stand in attitude of prayer right now. Every head bowed, every eye closed. See, the, the really, really good news is that our standing with God isn't based on the quality of our decisions. Isn't based on the quality of the choices that we have made. Because we've all decided, we've all chosen 
to do things that were wrong. We've all chosen to do things that were sinful. But our standing with God is based on the goodness of God. And let me tell you how good He is. See, He loves you so much. He loves you so much that He sent His Son, His only Son, who was perfect in every way, to die for the forgiveness of your sins. And God raised Him from the dead, and our response is to simply choose. To simply decide. And maybe you've never decided to trust Him and make Him Lord of your life. So that you don't have to face the things of the world alone. So that you don't have to face making decisions alone. You can decide today that your future is going to be different. Because you're going to, you can decide to accept Jesus into your life. Because He made you on purpose for a purpose. You are not a mistake. You need to know that today. You are not a mistake. Maybe today you, you are sitting in church and you're not in a good place with God. You used to walk a road with Him. But life has happened and you've drifted away from God. But you wanting to make the choice to trust Him again and get your life right again and make Him the Lord of your life again. Today you can. Today you can choose to repent. And that just simply means to turn around and turn towards Him again. Turn away from what you were doing and turn towards Him again. Because He is here. He is ready to wrap His arms around you and say, I love you. You are amazing. See, the Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. We're the ones that overcomplicate the whole process. We're the ones that think, man, we've got to have all our ducks in a row. We're the ones that think we've got to have everything figured out before we can come to God. But God's not like that. He's saying, come to me and we'll figure it out together. We will change it together. I love that about our God. The choices that we make today will change our future. 